Counselor Accents Podcast. Two school counselors who love their jobs. Oh, and they happen to have Southern accents too. Bless their hearts. I'm Laura Rankhorn. And I am Kim Crumbly. And together we are Counselor Accents. Long time no see, friend. I know. I forgot what your face looks like and what your hair looks like. And the first time ever I saw your face. Ah, better than I remembered. How's that? (laughs) Would that I could say the same. Uh, (laughs) Oh, my. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts here recently. And yes. All of the hosts, hostess is, are getting on my nerves and it made me feel really bad for our listeners. I'm like, gosh, I wonder if they ever go through a phase where we get on their nerves. I would highly say, I would say, yes, the probability is high. I'm going to say, why is that even called into question? I get on our nerves. I get on our nerves. I know that's what I was thinking. And I just, it made me feel bad for our listeners, but you know what? I take a break from those people and then I come back and I'm like, oh. I missed them so much. So I hope that these people find their way back. Oh my gosh. I love the way that we hate on each hate hate on our podcasts. Well, <laughs> please we're not come the only back. ones, I bet. We're not the only ones. Uh yes. <laughs> That's funny. Well, do you want to just dive right into what we're talking about today? Let's dive on in. I'm okay. feeling it. I know, I know. So our topic is a little bit heavy, I would say. Tis the season, and I don't know what season you're listening to this in, but we are recording this close to the end of the year. And so our topic is what to do when you feel like you can't go on in your work life, in your work life. Right. And it is a bit heavy just because I know there are so many people out there right now who are saying this. We see messages that are, you know, we've got messages coming to us. From people saying, this is not the job I thought it was. I just completed my first year. This is not what I thought it was going to be. And that's really what caused us to think about doing this topic was the people that were saying, I'm not really happy with this job, or I didn't think this was going to be this or whatever. So that's like, we need to address this because this seems to be a theme that we're hearing from other counselors. And as we were talking about this topic, we... Um, went back and forth on a few things and like we just did an episode on burnout and we did an episode, we gave tips on what to do if you're feeling burnout. And we had somebody comment and she was exactly right. She said, Hey, these are all great tips, but I think this is beyond just those surface level tips. And I'm like, you're right. This is like people saying I'm walking away from this job forever. Yes, absolutely. So there's a difference. Between just end of the year exhaustion and where you want to walk away. Absolutely. And and so we're going to dive into that and look at that. And by the end, either we've helped one another, Laura, or we are out of here. Exactly. <laughs> and we will be creating a different podcast about a different job, whatever Absolutely. we go into. Well, I, I can say I know why I am at this, like, what am I doing with my life? And I even shared that one day with... uh administration, I'm like, why am I doing this? But it was for me, testing season, which I know a lot of counselors 
in which we shouldn't have to do testing. That's not in our job description, but we are in a school system and, and, and where we are, that is generally, traditionally, the counselor's job to be the building test coordinator. And so that this week has been a rough week because it is testing makes people they're being judged by what those test scores are. And so their stress level is midnight. And then then you are the person as a school counselor that you're going to hear everybody else's complaints, everybody else's stress. And, you know, I just have to remember during this time, it is, it's going, there are going to be things said by people that I just kind of have to put on my, you know, put my feelings out of the way and just be professional. But it is very difficult this time of year. Well, that's what I was going to say that um, it's almost like during this time of year, you have to, like, you can't have feelings. If you have feelings, they're going to get hurt because people are not. They're not in their right mind. And I think that is our number one. As you call it, animal brain. People are in animal brain. I joke every year, and I've said this, I can't tell you how many times this week I said this, that in my planner every year in May, I go ahead and flip to May and I write, people are in animal brain because it's a reminder to me that this is not the first time people have lost their minds at the end of the year. This is not the first time that people just start slinging insults and, and, you know, saying whatever's on their mind. And so you really can't make life-altering decisions during testing. I believe that I sent that to you as a write-off a couple of times. Don't make life-altering decisions during testing. Don't make life-altering decisions during (laughs) testing. But I might say don't make life-altering decisions in May. If you'd already been thinking about this, that's a different story. But April and May... I do feel like animal brain started a little bit earlier this year, um, but I think uh, it did, and I, and I can see that because we oh, do. Yeah, sure, we do realize that everything is is more. Yeah, I'm not talking uh, about my, my place. I'm saying the world in general. Absolutely, yeah. I think people started having these conversations earlier this year. Absolutely, I think the the because oh. Uh, I've got to send you this. Uh, we are. I, I'm. I hope our listeners hang on to this whole thing. And this probably should have been an intro or an or an outro. But we started conscious discipline. And Joy Winchester, who's been on our show, who is um, has a has a lot of folks that work under her. But I got her. I got her. I got her to come to my school and talk about conscious discipline. And she pulled up a slide for the teachers that show. And I, I don't know if it's the National Center for Disease or I don't I don't know where the slide came from. I will try to find that out because I, I want to share this with uh, I meant to send it to our, our county leadership. But it is a slide that shows our the students we're teaching today. I think it was 2022 and students that are just typical without uh, any kind of dyslexia, learning disability, ADHD, autism. The list went on were less than half. Mm. So we're teaching students that they're it's it's just it's just a a hodgepodge of students that have now have these diagnoses and before that number was not as great. Yeah. Or either I don't know what the cause is. But so yes, it is so teachers are so stressed mm. and sometimes we're getting we're the person that they're going to lash out at. Um and, you know, because 
we're the ones who are sometimes seen as the people that are making them do these tests or whatever. So I do think timing, if, if we if we label this first tip, it would be timing. Yeah. Is that why? Is that why we That's feel good. so very um, overwhelmed and can't go on anymore? I mean, you, sometimes you have to say, okay, there's going to be a light at the end of the tunnel. So that light's coming. Yeah. We got to get through this end. And a lot of counselors aren't there yet. I know in the, in the Northeast states, they go on a lot longer than we do. But we're, you know, this is a few more weeks and we're going to be wrapping up. And let us tell you, Northeast, it's coming. It's coming. You're going to be feeling these ways uh, within a couple of weeks. So hold on. Yep. Um, I think that's good, though, timing. So let's move on to another reason that we hear from school counselors that they are ready to uh, change careers is they're just in a toxic work environment. Yes. And I think we need to maybe dissect what's toxic. I agree. Uh, because it goes back to timing. You can convince yourself that your workplace is to is toxic based on the time of year. So I would say, look at this as the whole year, not just right now, not just the season that you're in. Because, you know, like I said, don't make life-altering decisions during testing. Don't make life-altering decisions during May. Look at it as the whole year. So um, I pulled up something that kind of talked about what toxic a toxic workplace really is. Now, this is not an education website. This is from the website Hiration. And so it's all about being hired or, you know, ch changing jobs. So it says a toxic workplace is one where there is needless stereotyping, harmful gossiping, and discrimination. Workplace toxicity can surface in multiple forms, such as senior management acting dif indifferently to your needs, distrust among colleagues, high employee turnover, and a lack of leadership in the organization. So when you schoolify that, um, you know, senior management would be your admin. So if your admin acts indifferently toward your, toward your needs, um, then that would be a toxic work environment. However, again, consider the season. Has that been all year or is it just now? Um, what are your thoughts? You know, I I think a good leader is a good leader. I think that's where where a leader will will rise to the forefront. I mean, yeah, sure, we give each other grace, but I think when the going gets tough, that's when a true leader shines. And so I do feel for uh, because I I'm not in that situation, and and we're not talking about our our, our personal. We're talking about school counselors that we hear from, mm -hmm. and so we hear a lot about the environment that school counselors are in. Mm -hmm. And I do think it starts from the top. And if that leader hasn't helped create a culture of trust and listening, especially with having that good relationship with the school counselor, because when you think about running a school counseling program, which is data driven, right? That's academics, that's behavior, that's all the things things and if you have a principal who is totally either weak leader or either a maybe they think they're a strong leader but they're domineering 
and uh, maybe more of a dictator, you don't feel a part of that team. And I and I think that that is. I think the leader goes a long way in helping develop a culture where there is harmony and trust. And, and of course they don't have complete control of that because people are people and there's usually one or two bad apples in a or more in a school. But definitely when that becomes the norm is it's toxic. It may be time to find another place. Mm -hmm. If you can't shut your door and you can't do your job, and I think as school counselors, that's not a school counselor can, a teacher can do that more easily than a school counselor. You have to be able to work with leadership and with teachers. And once that's broken, that's very frustrating. And it, it sometimes it is. It's just you you can't fix that environment. You can help, but if that's not the vision the leadership has, maybe it's time to find another school counseling position. What are your thoughts? Well, it says, one of the things that it says is harmful gossip. And I think that the job is hard enough. You know, the decisions that you're going to be making and the information that you're going to have, um, you're the only person in the building that's going to know a lot of the things that you know. And so you have to make decisions that other people don't understand. So it's hard enough to do this job without some of these external factors. Um, So if those things are going on and you don't have that support. And And you you don't don't see that coming down the line, it may be time. Right. And again, that's been an all year thing because again, the time of year determines a lot of this stuff. Mm -hmm. People are burnt out. They haven't had good coping skills all year and it comes out here at the end of the year. And a lot of times we are, we we catch the brunt of it maybe Excellent. i don't know if that's yeah. fair um and we see it and we feel like we feel responsible that's why you've got to shed your feelings absolutely in the month of april and may or june depending on where you are in the country yeah yeah um but i don't know that's a tough one it is it is but that that's something you have to look at and mm-hmm. you know Life is short. Do you want to live in that? Because that's where you're going to spend most of your time, more yeah. than you spend at home. So if you don't see that changing, and, you know, we have more choices now because we there's a shortage. Yeah. So um, there's I, there are other factors, locations, and all those kinds of things. But maybe it is. That's something you need to decide on your own. But But, yes, that's a hard one to override. Yeah. Okay, the next one, and you kind of were dipping your toe into this with that last one. If your role as a school counselor is totally defined for you and you have little to no say in how you run your program. And I think what's heartbreaking to me is some of the messages that we've gotten are, yes, I have advocated for my role. Yes, I've done what you guys have said where i I lay it all out there. I have the admin conference. I do all the things. And still, your role is defined for you. Oh, that just hurts. It does. And I tell you, I think education, I had a school, we had a a principal at our school. And uh, I was talking to her and she was just asking me some questions about the role of a school counselor. 
And I imagine she wished that she had never opened up that Pandora's box. I got up on the soapbox and found out kind of what was going on in that school. And I had an opportunity to impart knowledge on what a school counselor could be doing for her. Oh, boy. And so that was exciting. And she truly was. She said she stepped into that and it already had been established. And kind of what that school counselor did. And and I told her, I said, you are missing such a great opportunity by not making that school counselor the leader in the data-driven program that you could, how you could use that school counselor to help you grow and move that school forward. So a lot of it is the way things have been done in the school. And that will take some courage to stand up and say and educate if that's at the board level, if that's at the central office level. But a lot of folks just do not know what a school counselor's role should be. And the only thing a school, the administration knows to do is just to put sometimes counselors in a rotation or at a high school level, all you're doing is scheduling. Mm -hmm. So there is, you know, they're taking, actually a lot of it, it sometimes is there another admin. They're doing that kind of job and they really don't use that counselor effectively and I think some people think well I've done I've advocated I've done everything and I'm still getting nowhere you know and there are leaders that you look at and you think you're that's you're not if you can't learn if you can't listen then um, you're not an effective leadership but I think they think they are if they're a dictator and so our school cal- our school counselors that we talk to, and we've had some of them that we've talked to personally, we've Zoomed with some, and they are just, you know, it's very hard to be dismissed and kind of categorized as something less than what their role could be. It's very frustrating. Yeah. Well, and so I think also- that's why a lot of them feel, I think that's why a lot of school counselors feel like uh, I'm ready to move on to another job. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Well, I had a I had a librarian uh, come up to me. I was at a ball game, and and I I we were I didn't know her. We just started talking, and she has a new administrator, and that administrator, without any conversation with her, and um, came in and set up complete schedule. You know, this is your schedule. This is how this is this is going to look. And she was so very frustrated that that wasn't a conversation that they both could have together. And I really felt for her. Um, She couldn't walk away right then from this job. And I really felt for her, you know, in helping her see that it's that's the mark of really not an effective leader. And um, so it is. It's very frustrating, not just for school counselors, but for other roles in the school but we do hear from school counselors a lot that they have no say in their program whatsoever and that's really sad there's a lot there like my mind my mind is going into lots of different it could be another whole podcast absolutely yeah because I also hear it like I think about the well we're just we're gonna move on we're gonna move on okay okay um so the next point is if there is no growth in your role and I think, um, I don't think of growth 
I can't, I think we kind of think of this in different ways and neither one is right. Neither one is wrong. They're both, they're both right. Um, when I thought of no growth, I thought of moving up the ladder, you know, in the corporate world, you start as the toilet cleaner and you move up to the next thing and you move up to the next thing until you're running the company. But it's not that way in education. You get your degree and that you know going into it that you may stay in that position forever and ever. Yes. And that's okay. I'm okay with that. Um, I see growth as are you given the opportunities to um, expand your knowledge in your specialty? Are you given the opportunities to go to professional development? Are you given the opportunities to share that knowledge? You know, is that is that applauded, which is similar to what direction you thought? Absolutely. I, I think that is exactly you. If you don't feel if you feel like you're stagnant yeah. and I think that that can become in education, you can feel, well, there, I'm stuck here. There's nothing else. And I I have felt stagnant before. And then when you kind of become an expert in whatever, and I've shared this with you before, our, our former administrator went to every educator in the building and said, what are you good at? What, what are you the expert in? Why are you not sharing that knowledge? And that was kind of a, a breath of fresh air for a lot of educators. Like, well, yeah, you know, I'm really good at this program. I'm, I'm really good at, you know, technology or whatever and now how are we going to share that so I think I think growing yourself as you said the PD being able to share that growing in other areas um, is something that keeps you from getting stagnant and, and you feel like beyond what my job is I'm in this world of school counseling I can become an expert and you know what who did we have on that was talking to us about getting involved in your state or getting involved in in you know a facebook group that's yeah yeah so there's other things you can do if you feel like you're getting stagnant with your job well and i just think in our role specifically um just like the slide that joy winchester shared with your people this is a different day and age of kids and their needs are so much greater. So if we have not, if you're in a position where you have not grown your skill set and your knowledge base, then you are counseling kids the way that they were counseled 20 years ago or the way this job was done 20 years ago. This is a different world than it was even three years ago. And kids are different than they were three years ago. So You've got to piggyback on your back. Yeah, please. This I love is it. something that I have shared with teachers. Uh, as we are change, as I am helping lead our school into this new era. And this is why I tell the teachers, even the young teachers, um, if this isn't your first year or second year, you've maybe been teaching three or four, you came into this and I said, what is happening is there is a complete change in children right now. You are cutting edge. Mm-hmm. What 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 we are learning now, what we are trying to, you know, with the conscious discipline and, and learning about the way students think now, uh, you that's going to be the norm. That will be the norm. That's what's going to come out of the colleges. That's going to be this student that we're teaching now will be the norm. But when you went to college, 
a handful of years ago, it wasn't. Right. So please know you are on the cutting edge of a new era. And that change is hard. We weren't prepared for it. We didn't know that this was coming. We didn't know this uptick in mental health and and behaviors. And so I, I try to get them to see the exciting part of that. You're living through the change. Mm-hmm. You're actually here teaching while this is happening. Yeah. And so if you look at it, and I think, I don't think a lot of administrators are getting, or, or a lot of teachers are even realizing, they're, they're just frustrated. They're like, I don't think, as, as, as our coordinator told me, you're, I say our because she will always forever be your coordinator. She said, it's as good today as it's ever going to get. Wow. And at first that was really like, no. But then the more over time I thought about that and I'm like, this is a new kid. This is a new student. If you don't grow with this, you're going to just be frustrated. And that's why I'm trying to get ahead of the curve with our, and, and we're behind anyway. Even if you're ahead yeah. of the curve, you're behind. So we've got to get teachers to see the new kid and the way they think, the way they behave. It is not the same as it was when they went to school. If you went to school even five years ago, it's not the same kid. So that can be, there There can be your growth. I mean, even learning about today's child and helping teachers to see. But if you don't go with that and you don't see this, I can't be the same teacher I was three years ago. I can't be the same counselor I was three years ago. You're going to be frustrated. And I think what I just said is a huge reason a lot of people left education. They were not prepared for the number of students and all of their mental health issues, all the behavior issues, all of their trauma, all of this stuff. Yeah. I think they left or they want to leave. And right. I, I, we have been there. Both of us have been there. Like what is happening? How can, how can I deal with this? Yeah. So whew, it is a lot. It is a lot. And it, it, I think, you know, we, I think with the social media, oh, with yeah. the, all of that, that's a new kid. You can't have, I mean, the, even these young kids, teachers didn't grow up with this amount of, cause it wasn't available. So that's what I was thinking. Just a new way to think. We've got to think differently. This is a whole podcast on its own on why have the behaviors escalated to the way that they have. And I know we've done several episodes recently on behaviors, but it's such a hot topic. And it really is the catalyst that is uh, changing this job and not just the job, but education in general. Absolutely. And I think. The more we're, you know, I think we're past the, oh my goodness, the kids are changing. Oh my goodness, the kids have changed. Oh my goodness, the, you know, it's done. Yeah. Either you get on that new way of thinking and the new way to teach students, or you're going to be very frustrated trying to do it the old way. Yeah. It will change. Education will catch up. It's not there yet. It's not. We're, you know, I don't know how colleges are going to rearrange, but you know, those professors are not in the school with us. Right. Well, and that makes so, such a difference whenever 
I mean, even with, even with influencers that you listen to, I mean, if, if people are not in the school and in the trenches, then they are far removed from what's actually going Happening. on. Absolutely. The four walls. And sometimes outside of the four walls, if those kids escape, which they do sometimes. Absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's difficult to listen and to take advice from people that aren't right here in it with us. And, you know, that's, that's one of the things I share with the folks at the central office a lot. And, and is this, and, and they, you, you have to be out enough to see, and of course they're seeing it because they're hearing it from all the teachers, but until you are actually, if you were in a school two years ago, mm-hmm. you were in a different world yeah. than you are in now. So you're absolutely right. Anyway, that is, but it can be exciting. And that's where I'm trying to get teachers to see, you know, you guys are making history. This is, you are building the plane as we are actually flying. And, and uh, there will come a day, well, this is the norm and are more of the norm, how we teach to this new student. Anyway. So, uh, lack of passion was the last thing that we were going to talk about. And, um, we see that as a big reason. Just, just don't want to go to work. I just don't, I just don't want to go to work anymore. Well, and there's a difference between like, I think I need to take a day off today. And that feeling of crying as you're getting ready for work because you cannot stomach the job. You cannot imagine yourself. And there's no, it's not like there's a meeting you're dreading. It's not like that. It's not like one isolated factor or even two factors, but it's just the whole kit and caboodle. Yep. And as we say, you can't pour from an empty cup. I Did I make that up? Did you I didn't. just make, I didn't? Gosh. No. I heard it. I heard it. Okay. You can't pour from an empty cup. And I think when the passion's gone, it. Is just this, you know, lack of, you know, that's a difficult, I think that's, that's a very difficult place to be. Mm-hmm. And that's why it is so important to be around other school counselors, to laugh, to go to PDs, to, you know, go to ASCA, to, to, to the conferences and, and cause you're not alone, you know, you're not alone. You may be the only one in your building, but you're not alone as far as the world of school counselors go. And again, I would say don't make life-altering decisions in May. Don't make life-altering decisions in the spring. Um, if if you're just now starting to feel this way. But because I would really caution you. I would I would caution you to make a life-altering decision because sometimes you've got it good and you don't realize that you've got it good. It's just those Exactly. It's the time of the, as we said, it's it's this time of year or, you know, there may be external factors going in your own life. You know, know, Laura with me, my son has, you know, his, his health and his, you know, he has disabilities and that has ramped up and that is so wearing. Um, So there may be external things that are past school, but if it is, if it is the job, and you just, you don't have that spark anymore. Mm-hmm. There's no one that can tell you what's going to be that spark. 
you have to find that. And if it's changing jobs, if it is um, getting involved with more school counselor activities with other school counselors, whatever that is. Um, But I think some, we have seen school counselors get so drained. They don't even have the energy to even think about how can I get out of this? Does that make sense? It does make sense. And in those situations, I think I would say rest, rest for a bit before you make a decision, rest. Absolutely. You know, you've got the summer coming up. You do not have to make a decision at the, on the last day of school. And I mean, you've got the summer. And so take some time, get a nap and figure <laughs> out. I don't know. How about napping? Yeah. I am napping right now. I am napping right now. Sometimes I do feel like I'm on autopilot and yeah. you can tell when you're stressed. And I have been so very stressed when you're just making stupid mistakes Yeah, or you can't think. And, you know, that's just, yes, we're tired. It's the end of the year. We're tired. But if you still are tired and and are crying about going back after resting for a while, then it may be time to look at another position or look at another school. And be careful because every school is going to have, there is no perfect school. No perfect school. And so every school is going to have those things that make you think, oh my goodness. And so the grass is not always greener. So I would really caution you from jumping ship, you know, make a T-chart, go back to that old trusty T-chart of what, what are the great things about your job? What are the things you wish you could change? What does your ideal job have? Um, and if you've got your eye on another school or another district, you know, what are those things that are causing you to want to go to that school? But really, really, you know, think about that because there's no perfect school. Absolutely. You said the grass is greener. If you're in a burnt field, if there's <laughs> no grass whatsoever, that's different. But yeah, you're right. You look at what's good compared to what's bad and weigh that out with your life, life short. And um, you want to be the best that you can be. And do, you know, I, I think one of the things that we did ramp, that was some exciting things that we did this year and um, program of distinction for our state. So if you're not enjoying what you're getting from your school, maybe doing other things with outside it's keep your job and maybe doing some other growth activities. So that's a lot. And I now am quitting. Uh, okay. t- thank you for helping me. I You're have. Welcome. Absolutely. I am not. My principal actually listens to her podcast and he oh, great. Up things that I have said to haunt me. And I will go, I did not say that. Obviously I may have mentioned our, uh, women at school that are pumping, if you will. And he has told them and it has been oh. fun to hear it. So he, yeah, listens and, uh, and, and then brings back things I have said. So I am not quitting, Caleb. We're just helping other school counselors. To quit. To quit. <laughs> <laughs> so we can go get their jobs. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't even know if we need an exit story here. Um, just leave it like a heavy blanket. Yeah. I did just have a dream. Like we're recording this in, in the morning. And so when I woke up to start getting ready to record this, I woke up from a dream that I had cut a student's hair. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, I've got this disorder where I don't think there's anything I can't do. Right. So, 
I just was like, okay, we're going to overdirect it here and we're going to do this and we're going to, and it looked really good. And so now I'm really thinking about offering this as a service for my school counseling program. Or maybe going into cosmetology. And maybe, maybe that's that may be That may be what you need to do right yeah. there. <laughs> I think though I'm at the level where I could teach cosmetology because based on my okay. dream, I did a really good job. So I'm sure if you just show up at your local community college and set up a booth, yeah, you'll be good to go. Yeah. Okay. I too think I can do anything. Like See, if you if never have done this, but if you said, would you sing at my wedding? I would be show me, give me the microphone. And yes, I don't know the words, but it's okay. It's going to be okay. I'll just go with it. Well, I think I first recognized this disorder whenever we were at the horse barn. Cause you know, my younger daughter takes horse riding lessons. We were at the horse barn and there were two little ponies running around and somebody dared me. They were joking, but in my mind, I was like, okay. Um, she dared me to put one leg on one little pony and one leg on the other little pony. <laughs> and like, you have foot. the legs that you could do that I do. because they're long. But, and I said leg, I mean foot, like to stand and oh. ride these horses standing one foot on one. Like pony. at a rodeo. Like at a rodeo and then jump through a ring of fire. And I was like, yeah. Like, and in my mind, I really started thinking, okay, I would need to balance. I would need to make sure that my weight is equally distributed. And I really started thinking, she was joking, this. but I'm like trying to figure out, okay, how do I, how do I accept this challenge? Cause I'm doing it. <laughs> and that's when I realized, Laura, you, there's nothing I think I can't do. It's and that's a problem. It, it, yeah, it, that could be harmful to our health. Yeah. There are things I don't want to do, but can I do it? Yes, I can. There you go. No <laughs> lack of confidence there. <laughs> But the reality is, it would have been a disaster. The reality you know. is, it would have been hilarious. True. Oh, okay. Well, well, we have a, I think it may be next week for our Alabama listeners. We have a training. Oh, yeah. Depending on when you're listening to this, uh, it, it's on April 27th. So whenever you're listening to this, whenever it comes out, I don't know. I'm just trying to think. Well, and let me address that elephant. You know that we're real school counselors really doing this job because our weekly podcast becomes a, well, I don't know when we're going to get this out. And I don't know. So I don't got it. I don't have any time. Yeah. So that's how you know we're really doing this job with you. Because it's absolutely one of all the things. And all the things keeps a weekly podcast away. Yes. One will stay on for two possibly three, possibly six months, probably six months. (laughs) Um, But the good news is that the ones here recently that have been the ones that have stayed on for a couple of weeks, they're worth an extra listen. They are. They're they're really good. good. And we have some really good folks coming up too. And I'm excited about that. Oh, I'm so excited about the people. It's just finding time. Yeah. And yes, but you guys are really, really going to love these people we've got coming on. We've got, yep. we're going back to the, everybody has a story. We've got a story that's going to knock your socks off. I am pumped. Speaking of pumping, I'm pumped. Oh, there you go. Thank you. <laughs> um, but yes, we do have a, a virtual conference coming up on April 27th. Um, 
it's going to be really good. It's counselors for computing. So if you are in the state of Alabama, or I don't know if you have to be in Alabama. I don't know. Maybe ask. Maybe I could put a link in our show notes. And you Well, could, that'd be great. Uh, ask them if you can join. I don't know. Yeah. And I don't know what the number cutoff is because the numbers were pretty high. Yeah. But it's worth an ask. Absolutely. All right. Well, you can follow us on Facebook. You can follow us on Instagram. You can give us a five-star rating. That's one thing you can do. Whether you feel like it's, a, and I'm going to just go ahead and say it's not a five-star. Oh, no. But give us a five-star. Give us a five-star. And leave a little happy, because we do read those. And so if you want to leave a comment, even if you want to say, Laura's an idiot, but Kim's the best. That's fine. It's that's fine. fine. Feelings, because it's the end of the year, it's and I know. Year. I have Did to you shed think that's going to hurt? No. Oh. <laughs> um. So, yeah, you can leave us a rating. And all that does is it helps other people find this episode. Because maybe they need to quit their job. Maybe they need to know <laughs> that they need to quit. And they need to find this episode. So, yeah, that that's going to help. Um, and it seems like there's something else you can do. We do have a course out there for school counselors. And it, some of you guys are finding that course and signing up for it. And that just makes us so excited because absolutely we're very passionate about these things. And it is going to help you advocate and learn how to do the school counseling things. So um, I can put a link to that course in our show notes and you can go join it. Um, and I say join it. It's really self-paced, self-guided. Um, so you can sign up for that and check with your school because they may allow you to use a like school funds, school PD funds for that. So, and it's worth like 12 hours of PD credit. So if your school system accepts that. Okay. I think that's it. Like if there is other stuff that we do, I really don't know. Uh, so I hope everyone has a good week. And if you quit your job, let us know. <laughs> or if we've caused you to stick with it, let us know. Let us know. 